but in Jane's considered opinion, it was not so much a daring profession as a daft one. She rolled over and felt around the floor for her spectacles. Oak floors, plush carpet, the leg of a chair. Dash it all! They could not have gone far. Now on her hands and knees, she scuttled to her right, running her hands in wide-sweeping motions. Ow! she hissed as her knuckles whapped into something hard, probably a table leg. Shaking her fingers vigorously against the sharp pain, she soon resumed her sweep. There. Feeling the familiar curve of the wire rims against her fingertips did much to settle her thumping heart. She tested the lenses. Intact, thank heavens. Returning the spectacles to their rightful place, she pushed to her feet and struggled to get her bearings. It had been a full moon only a few nights past, but London's thick layer of coal smoke and clouds made the darkness inside the room nearly impenetrable. Again, she wondered how she had allowed herself to be persuaded into this foolishness. She shook her head. Now was not the time. Slowly, as her eyes adjusted, she made out the bulky forms of a large desk, several chairs, three bookcases, and a small table near the window where she had entered. This must be Lord Milton's library. Humph, she grunted, recalling her recent observations of the simpering fribble. Not precisely a scholar, that one. She'd be surprised if this room is used for more than enjoying the occasional brandy. As a book lover, she found it an appalling waste, but in this case, a reliably empty library worked in her favour. She crept toward the opposite end of the room, where she imagined the door must be, skirting around the edge of the desk and only slightly bruising her hip on the arm of a stout chair. Rubbing the spot absently, she felt along the wall until she reached a series of raised panels. Ah, yes, the door. She paused, listening for any noise. Nothing. Aside from her thunderously loud heart, that was. Hands slick with sweat, she struggled to turn the knob, managing to crack the door an inch and peek out at a dimly lit corridor. Empty. No footsteps. Of course it was past midnight, and Jane had been assured Lord Milton was away for several days, so finding servants wandering about would have been surprising. Taking a deep breath, she opened the door wider and stepped out into the hall. Fine tremors shook her arms and threatened to buckle her knees. A bit of moonlight from a window at the end of the long corridor allowed her to count the doors. The one she sought was the third on the right. Or was it the left? Her stomach dropped as nerves made her doubt herself. No, it was the right. She scratched at her mask and adjusted her spectacles. You are a dashed fool, she scolded carefully sidling along the wall. This is it. No more reaching beyond yourself. Those days are over. O-V-E-R. You are plain Jane Huxley, and that is that. It was sound advice. However, it did nothing to get her out of her current illicit act. That had been a promise made to a friend, and Jane Huxley always kept her promises, even when it was hard. Deep breath. Door two. A few more feet. There now. Door three. Air whooshed out of tight lungs as she realised she had arrived. Her task was nearly finished. All she had to do now was open the door, find the necklace, and return home. Simple. She reached for the knob. The sound of whispering stopped her hand, her breath, her heart. It froze her feet to the oak parquet. She flattened herself against the wall. "'glancing frantically side to side. "'No one had entered the corridor, "'but she could still hear the sound, "'faint and undeniable. "'It stopped, but...
but only for a moment. She put her ear to the door. There. Whispering and... and movement. Like rustling clothing and shifting feet. Many feet. Oh, dear heavens, someone was in that room. More than one someone, if her ears did not deceive her. Ice bloomed beneath her skin. It should have been empty. She'd been told it would be empty. Swallowing hard, she backed slowly toward the library. Hans grabbed her arms from behind, squeezing hard into the fleshy parts just above her elbows. Hold there, an effect refined voice sounded above her head. She squawked, tried to twist against the man's grip, but he simply shoved her forward like a bit of seaweed on the crest of a wave. The third door on the right opened, he shoved her again, and she stumbled into the room. Light it up, gentlemen, the voice ordered. Let's have a look at our intrepid intruder, shall we? Suddenly, two lamps were simultaneously.